1: Moonlight, food moons mm-hmm. like lo Tell me what yeah. you want from me. I'll
0: do
2: We're back. If you say so, this is the Colleen and
0: Bradley show on My no Talk 1071 no streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. No. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. Hi. And every day we start the show with the three things we think you need to hear so you can be in the know today. It's called The Three at 1203.
3: Give me three! You got
1: it! It's The Three. I'll need three things. At 1203.
3: That's the magic number.
1: They're gonna be talking about three things. It is. It's
3: the magic number. And here it is behind Doorboard.
0: The first thing we think you need to hear to be in the know today. Um, so you know, you, so there's a documentary coming out about Mr. Rogers, Mr. Sure. Fred Rogers. And a couple nights ago, his widow, Joanne Rogers, stopped by Jimmy Fallon. And uh they talked a little bit about mr rogers and sort of his impact and um she told jimmy fallon that she she's like in her 90s yeah
3: um
0: that she traveled all the way to be on his show because she knew how much mr rogers meant to jimmy fallon Aww, but that's then sweet. i know isn't that kind of sweet but she also shared um some other little interesting factoids with Jimmy Fallon, here is Joanne Rogers, the widow of Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, talking with Jimmy Fallon about why the number 143 was so important to Mr.
1: Rogers. (laughs) It's just wonderful to be with you. I adore you. I adore you, too. Uh, I I just, uh, I I was fascinated because I saw the documentary. I, I was excited even before the documentary came out and then I watch it and you're gonna love it. There's so many things I didn't know about him and uh, I I, I didn't know about the significance of the number 143. Can you tell everyone about that?
0: Well, he really wanted to remain at 143 all his life. He weighed Yeah. Yeah. All his adult life, I yeah. should say. And especially after he started swimming. He he swam every day. He was very pleased when he'd get out of swimming, go and get on the scale.
3: One, four, three. Yeah. And it was one was I. Four was L O V E
0: Love. Three was Y O U. I love you. Yes. <laughs> He
3: he had enough love to go around, too.
1: Yeah. Was that his little wink to you?
3: Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh,
0: yes. Where did you guys meet? Isn't that sweet?
1: How old is she again?
3: She's
0: 90. Oh
1: my God, she is like alive and kicking at 90. She is. Jeez Louise, she looks she great. She is. I also remember like her from the olden days, because she would be on the show every once in a while, wouldn't she?
0: I don't remember that, honestly. I, I In fact, when I saw this um, video of her on Jimmy Fallon, I, I thought, wow, I, I never... I never I don't think I ever sought out his wife to know even what she looked like. And I'm sure she's done a lot of interviews since his passing. And, um, but I don't remember her being on the show. Um, But, but it was kind of a neat moment. And I'm, and I'm thankful that she was able to um, go out and be on the show and that she's able to do some press around this documentary because. I think it's going to be really touching, especially for those of us who grew up with Mr. Rogers, to be able to see a little bit more about what went into kind of what we know as Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, The name of the documentary is Won't You Be My Neighbor? And this is all about the life and career of Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. Um, And I hadn't known anything about the number 143, and I almost find it completely amazing that he was able to weigh 143 pounds for his adult life
1: yeah well lucky him i guess I,
0: I mean that is i fluctuate when i look at cookies so
1: behind door number two let's see what we've got all right from uh mr rogers to the opposite end of the humanity spectrum it's Farah abraham and uh she's been talking because well she was arrested yesterday you'll remember on wednesday uh She'd been arrested from the Beverly Hills uh, Hotel. She apparently has stayed there before and loves it and is always a wonderful guest, Mm. but they were really apparently getting all up in her business and let's just let her explain what had happened.
2: I really think this is blown way out of proportion. It's a very simple situation. I was just targeted. Things are made up. I can handle it. It is fine. Um, my family, my friends, um, everybody who was there helped me. I don't know who called the cops, why people called the cops. I literally was focused on It wasn't necessary. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. I was focused on my friends and then someone was trying to be involved in another guest. I don't know the guest was intoxicated. I don't know what what I don't even know who he even is or what he even looks like. So to me, I can only sit, I don't even want to speak about them, but um, I was targeted and I had to deal with that the best way that I can. And I hope no other female finds herself in this position or situation. And I know it's very hard being a public figure or a celebrity, if you will. I'm not even about that, but that is what happens when you are targeted and people use that against you to make it seem like. I mean, I was a guest of the hotel and I stay there often, even for my daughter's birthday. So, I mean, Nothing new. Like I was a guest and I was supposed to be there. I was there all day at the pool, et cetera. so um yeah, it's all sorted. And I'm really sorry that this is blown out of proportion. And I just need to focus on my work and my projects.
1: Okay. So that's Fair Abraham. She was targeted for being a celebrity. And this was all blown way out of proportion. And she wants you to understand that she's been a guest there and uh, she doesn't understand why they called 911.
0: Can I also just say my favorite part of that is when she talks about you know this is I guess what happens when you know you're a celebrity but I'm not even about that I'm like you just were about that for two minutes and that's what it was all about yesterday that's actually all you're about
1: well also police according to the police Mm -hmm. so take this at you know for what it's worth. She allegedly struck a hotel security guard after he tried to get her to leave the premises. Cops also say that she'd been arguing with other guests. Also, she allegedly told the arresting officers, go bleep yourself multiple times, yeah. which generally mm-hmm. is not a good idea if you're in a confrontation with police officers. So. Yeah, don't do it. You know, I, I thought of contacting her to see if we could get her on because I kind of feel like she would talk to us about this because she's been on the show before. But then I was mm-hmm. like, what are we going to say to her?
4: Yeah, no, like
1: it's basically just going to be the story you just heard. So I figured, you know, let's just shortcut it. She has a habit of just kind of like being one giant run on sentence.
0: You never really know when it's your turn,
1: Uh, but anyway, you know, that's fair, Mm -hmm. Abraham. And
0: she's not really about the celebrity.
1: Here's what we have for you behind door number three
0: the last thing we think you need to hear so that you can be in the know today is. People are still talking about the raccoon.
1: Oh, it's literally uh, one of the top trending things. I mean, on my Twitter right now, trends for you. It's the number one trend.
0: It is still a thing. And uh, last night on Stephen Colbert, he talked about Deborah Messing's response to the raccoon.
1: And this little raccoon infested the Internet's heart. Actor Deborah Messing tweeted, I can't handle at it. I'm on the verge of tears. He's not going to make it down himself. He hasn't had food or water for two days. He needs window washers to go get him. Why can't someone make that happen? Okay, before I was worried about the raccoon. Now I'm worried about Deborah Messing.
0: See, so again, that sweet little raccoon that scaled 23 flower, flowers, floors, floors in downtown St. Paul two days ago has completely captivated the nation. And to your point, Bradley, people are still talking about it. It is still. The raccoon is still trending. I thought by today, I don't know. I guess I thought by today we'd have it all out of our system and we well, would moved on. I,
1: I don't think so, A, because there's not a lot of huge news going on in the world, but B, um, partially, m- mostly, this is probably trending in our region uh, for obvious reasons because it happened right here in our town, and um, the, the story today is really about um, sort of the aftermath of of the story. So like the the sequel and you have um, NPR putting out t-shirts with the raccoon on it. And there's different artists who've created artwork. Um, different people are sort of adding their, you know, chunk of the story, you know, how it affected them. So there's just, there continues to be people talking about the story in a way that has obviously kept it on the, on the list of trends.
0: I kind of wish we would have named him like an actual name. Also, are we sure it was a him? Did we ever get confirmation on that? No. Okay.
1: No, because we talked to you yesterday. If you missed, and by the way, I would suggest if you missed yesterday, uh, we we were fortunate enough to speak with the wildlife management company that actually removed the little guy or gal from uh, the top of the UBS building in downtown St. Paul uh, to a private uh, piece of land um, somewhere out in the boonies. In Shakopee, actually.
0: Um, I, We did learn that, that it was Shakopee that the little raccoon was released in. Our friend Christopher Straub, who lives in Shakopee, was hopeful that perhaps the raccoon would make it to him because he's an animal you lover. Know. You never know. But again, I seriously think this is a children's book waiting to happen. So just somebody who is good at writing children's books, take the idea, run with it. It would sell gangbusters, oh, have it done sure. by the state fair. You'll be good to go. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got Elizabeth Reese. She's bringing all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071.
1: This is a My Talk Dirt Alert.
0: With tons of information, dirt included, Ms. Elizabeth <laughs> Reese has joined
4: us. Hi. I always have something to share. Some might I say it. too much to share. No, but just enough. You know, right. Depends on the day. You know, this is really great. David Spade has now donated $100,000 to a mental health organization, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Oh, good. After um, his late sister-in-law, Kate Spade, took her own life. Um, David Spade has made that donation. He said, more people suffer from mental health issues than we may realize, but no one should ever feel ashamed to reach out for support. He uh, put out a statement just talking about the suicide prevention hotline again, 800-273-8255, and um, wanted to contribute financially. So I think that was really wonderful. That Yeah, that, yeah, w- that sure. was a
0: wonderful gesture, but also a wonderful way to, to raise more awareness of All the different agencies and resources that are out there for people who are struggling. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that can get in the way of people seeking help or finding the help that they desperately need is the is not just not knowing where to go. Well, and
4: also not having the financial resources. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when you start to look at like, uh, you know, as a person who's looked into therapy myself, it gets really complicated Mm -hmm. when it comes to like who you're going to see and if you have to be diagnosed with something in order for your insurance and figuring it out. I mean, it can feel really overwhelming Mm -hmm. and like it's too much to handle. It is definitely a system that's set up to only help the affluent. I mean, it's just like,
1: oh, and not even really those. I mean, if you unless you're like throwing fists of cash at people, yeah, it's still a rigmarole and a hierarchy and a, you know, bureaucracy that's hard to manage. I
4: think making it more accessible is really, really Mm -hmm. important. And like you talk about Colleen, I mean, let's, Let's shift the conversation from like even, you know, getting help in a crisis is one thing. But I think like on a daily, no matter who you are, right. whether you're dealing with mental illness or not, prioritizing your mental health as being essential. Absolutely. I mean, even that is is like a significant cultural shift that yes. I think we have to make.
0: There are things you do every day to maintain your dental health, to maintain you your brush medical toolbars. Well- yes. You do those things every single day. Yeah. We should be paying the exact same amount of attention to our mental health.
4: I think you're absolutely
0: right. Mic drop. Boom. Except for not these mics. These are expensive mics.
4: Yeah. We didn't (laughs) want to drop
0: these. No. Sometimes sometimes they have
4: fallen off of these little stands. This is true. So Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith say that the word divorce is simply not in their vocabulary. Uh, Jada is talking about the persistent rumors that they're splitting. You know, she's talking about everything because she's doing like radio stuff. And then she's also doing her own red table conversation. Red Red table table talk. talk. Thank you. On Facebook. She Mm -hmm. says, here's the thing about Will and I. She should say Will and me. But who am I to judge? Grammar no. police. Yeah, grammar police. Who am me to judge? She says, we are family. That is never going down. It's just not. Uh, she says, we are family. Take out all that whole marriage relationship crap. At the end of the day, Will and I are family. I am going to hold him down. Doesn't matter. All that relationship and what people think, ideas of a husband, partner, and all that, man, whatever, at the end of the day, that is a man that can rely on me for the rest of his life. Period. I do think that idea of taking divorce out as an option isn't probably helpful. And I think a lot of people who've said that they've been married for a long time have said it's just not an option to quit. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP
0: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of
3: this
1: is Chris Jenner
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. If it's not an option for you, then don't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I just I have a hard time with people giving pronouncements as if they're somehow they've reached some sort of. Uh, higher plane, higher plane of existence, and I feel like with those two in particular, anything they say is suspect to me. But so I'm probably a little bit biased.
4: Jada is kind of getting a bit of that um, Gwyneth Paltrow um, syndrome, like Goslin syndrome, Kool-Aid. which like, is that, and it's even though just like anything they say comes off as annoying mm-hmm. to many people, yeah. even if it is something. That's well-intentioned even if it's something that's wise, even if it's something that like if Jennifer Garner had said that at some point about her and Ben Affleck, would you be like, "No."
1: It's it's also it's a value judgment, which is just uncomfortable and awkward. Like if somebody's asking you and perhaps this was the because, you know, it's all about perspective, but yeah. just with them I always feel like there's just a titch of judgment. Yeah. 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 against everyone who's not making the choices they're making like that you are no better or worse because that is the thing for you. Uh-huh. But I appreciate that they're willing to talk about it. I mean, that's the like double-edged sword with these two is like I want to praise people for being open and honest. I'm not sure that they're actually being open and honest. Well, I feel but like at least yeah. they're talking about things that I wish more people would talk about. Yeah.
0: And this is also kind of a judgment that I'm uh, what I'm about to say, which is that when they talk to me, it often feels like they're speaking so much to try to stave off any rumors that are well,
1: it's like the people who talk about having sex all the but, time, which they are. Yeah. So
0: it's exactly yeah. the same. Like,
1: oh, we just we ha- you know we really feel like to be in the best relationship, you need to have all the sex together, and it's got
0: to be hot. It's got to be hot and, it's and really all
1: the time, hot, Elizabeth.
0: Like yeah. I, the
4: way that they talk about it, I'm like, how do you guys have time for anything else? Well, and it's sometimes. Um, I mean, they're they're not Scientologists, right? Well, they're Scientologist adjacent. Yeah. Okay, they've never identified. They funded a school
1: that was right. based on Scientology principles. Because and what I always,
4: um, what what I always find when people who are associated with Scientology are talking about life, they're saying a lot. There's a lot of words, but there's not a lot of substance. Mm-hmm. That's I just saw an interview with, um, I think it was Erica Christensen who is on parenthood, who Mm -hmm. is a Scientologist Mm -hmm. and who was raised a Scientologist. And it was the same thing. I was reading the quotes going, there are so many words in this paragraph and yet nothing is being said. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And also let's look at the actions and see if they match up with the words. And Mm -hmm. that's the thing you never know. And yeah,
4: you guys, there may not be a swimsuit competition in the Miss America competition anymore. But there is still a Maxim Hot 100 list. Oh, thank God. So um, wonderful. And if you're wondering who's on it, I'll give you uh, a few examples. I can't wait to hear. Cardi B, Haley Baldwin, Kim Kardashian, J Lo, Melania Trump. They've all made 2018's Maxim Hot 100 list.
0: Okay, there's a couple on there that I wonder if they paid to be on that list. Really? Yeah.
4: Like
0: um, most notably, Haley Baldwin. Like, I'm, I know she has like a moderately successful modeling career, Mm -hmm. but she's not like a household name.
4: I mean, there's a hundred. It's one, it's a big list. I I suppose you're right. I mean, if you like list 100 hot famous people, I'm going to tell you something, particularly famous women. It's going to take you a while to go through that list. Like, they're all hot. And it's just a matter of like, I don't know. There's, what is their definition of hot? Like,
0: hot and happening, like, this is the new and upcomer, or like, actually sexy?
1: I, I mean, it's sexy. Maxim, so it's yeah. a so it's male probably eye. Sexy. Yeah. So whatever a male eye boobs. thinks, yeah, I was gonna say, oh. she's got to have a good rack. 2018, y'all. 2018. I <laughs> know.
4: We just it, 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 America. I don't know, guys. The objectification continues. You know, I don't it's know what's funny because, with like, you
1: know, they do have like the male equivalent of this is like a people's sexiest man alive. Yeah, but
4: now they even changed. People is just like the most beautiful is not about like just most not beautiful in terms of your appearance it's most beautiful that's all encompassing of all yeah. sorts of things i mean you know we're evolving a little bit with this stuff
1: but I, I i just think men are given a greater leeway in terms of what defines hot as compared to women I oh mean, for
4: sure
0: true.
1: men's hotness is not pure physicality in a way where i'm sorry but you're never gonna have a broke down like woman on the cover of a maximum that's 100% 100 percent
4: true no, absolutely. absolutely it's true and yeah and as men age it's like that angsty look is the salt and pepper. I mean, look at hair. Do you think a woman with gray pubic
3: hair would
1: ever be allowed to be on a hot list? No, I'm serious, though. Like, that's that's the reality, right? Like, men are allowed to be old and hot. Yeah, Yeah. there's
0: an expiration date for hot women. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the double standard. I mean, it's one of the many. I was going to say there are plenty of different sort of, you know, categories of hot men. There's not many for women. Truth. Mm, Elizabeth Reese. Thank you for bringing the dirt and uh, making us think. You can catch your next dirt alert at 520 on My Talk 1071. See her on Twin Cities Live at 3 o'clock. And when we come back, we need a caller to play our 30 second pop culture challenge 651 641 1071. 30 seconds, five questions. Get them all right, you'll win a prize. 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and we call it the 30-second pop culture challenge.
2: 30-second
0: pop culture challenge. And who's on the
1: phone today, Colleen, and what is she playing for?
0: We've got Jordan on the line, and Holly, what's Jordan
3: playing for? a pair of tickets to see the movie Oceans 8 now in theaters.
1: Is that a a Lady Jordan or a Man Jordan?
3: (laughs) I'm
0: a Lady. Hi, Lady (laughs) Jordan.
1: Well, the timer's going to begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Yes. Okie dokie, here we go. Elastigirl is part of what superhero team? Fantastic Four. Nope. No, no, no. Incredible. Cher Horowitz is the main character in what 90s movie? Pass. The character Kojak likes to eat what type of candy? Twizzlers.
3: Nope.
1: <laughs> Pass. The Starship Enterprise is the vessel from what TV show? Star Trek. NBC's mascot is what animal? nbc <laughs> Cher horowitz is the main character oh, jordan. lady jordan i'm so
0: sorry that you did not win today we play that game every day at 12 30 you'll have an oh. opportunity yet again tomorrow and all next week and forever and ever amen she now, pulled let's, the
1: incredibles out so
0: she did pull the incredibles out uh what else did she miss
1: share horowitz is the main character in what 90s movie
0: clueless
1: the character code. Jacques is uh, likes to eat what type of candy? Lollipop. Uh, Starship Enterprise. You got that. NBC's mascot is what? Aminal. The peacock. The peacock.
0: And now that we've done our thirty second pop culture, let me see a
1: peacock,
0: peacock. Thirty second pop culture challenge. We will move on to solving mysteries in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in a segment we call "Blinded by the
3: Item." everyone let's get inside the mystery machine of gossip and solve some blind items this afternoon for okay. crazy days and yay, yay. we have to think about a foreign-born a-list singer and also a permanent a-list mostly movie actress oh, that's a lot okay two people two people
1: f-a-l-s-p-a-l-m-m-a
3: exactly i take notes okay oh i'm glad so
1: former a-list singer uh oh Okay. For
3: a permanent, permanent, A-list, permanent A-list, mostly movie action. Mostly actions. musical movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your notes yeah. are helping. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> right. Let's move on. Here is your blind item. There is a reason why this foreign born A-list singer said she was not going to do much promotion for any movie which she was in. It's because it's not her thing. So, no one should be shocked if she shows up late to any promotion she agrees to do, and definitely shouldn't uh, go apoplectic about it like this permanent A list mostly movie actress. So, the A list mostly movie actress got mad uh. that the singer was late.
0: Okay, well, I'm guessing the, Rihanna is the uh, foreign born A list.
1: Is, is it Sandy?
0: Oh, Sandra yeah,
1: Bullock. It's. it's- Her movie. Yeah.
3: Ocean's Mm -hmm. eight. Yes. Here is your blind item. There is a reason why Rihanna is not going to do much promotion for oceans eight. It's because promotion is not her thing. So no, no one should be shocked. If she shows up late to any promotion, she does agree to do and definitely shouldn't get mad about it. Like Sandra Bullock.
1: Also, didn't we read another blind item about her basically feeling like the movie stunk? That's why she, or there was some reason why she didn't want to promote this movie. Beyond just that she's lazy and doesn't like to do that.
3: I think it's just mostly that she's lazy. Yeah. But the blind item was that Rihanna wasn't going to do any press for this movie. Right.
0: Which, you know, I'm trying to imagine, like, I I can't even imagine Rihanna in a press situation. I think I've maybe seen, like, two interviews with her that I remember. And one of them, I think, was, like... With Oprah or something at her home in Barbados, like it. So it's not like she does a lot of these things where there's big crowds and right. people there on red carpets, and you know, it's not
3: like she's going to talk to Ellen, no. anytime soon, no.
0: So, but that's interesting. Hmm. hmm. It seems like they would have maybe sorted that out before.
1: Well, I think there's probably an expectation, and when the rubber met the road, she clearly did not follow through, or maybe wasn't obligated to do
3: it. Yeah. Hmm. Moving on. Blinded by the Our next blind item that we have to solve from CrazyDaysAndNights.net has to do with a foreign-born A-list celebrity couple. A foreign-born A-list celebrity couple. Here's your blind item.
1: F B A L C C.
3: Yes. They do a little photo op together now and, and once and again, but this foreign-born A-list celebrity couple have gone their separate ways. She should probably ask her hus- husband about that three-bedroom condo he purchased in a very southern city in the U.S. that was done through a shell company and why the only occupant is a 24-year-old waitress slash cheerleader.
1: Whoa. Interesting. How foreign-born are they? Like, Canada-born? Uh. Like, British? Like,
0: is one of them, like, a model, maybe? Uh.
1: Oh, were you thinking Victoria and... I was. Um, for foreign- oh, uh, Who?
0: Victoria Beckham and-, and David Beckham. Yeah. Oh. I know, she's not really a model. That was probably not the best uh, word to describe her, but
3: what? They have done endorsements in the past. Yes. Based off of their looks. Yes. Here's your blind item. They do the little photo op together now and again, but Posh and Bex, Victoria Beckham, and David Beckham have gone their separate ways. Victoria Beckham should probably ask David about that three-bedroom condo he purchased in a very southern city in the United States that was done through a shell company and why the only occupant of that condo is a 24-year-old waitress slash cheerleader.
1: Something tells me that's Miami.
3: And the waitress slash cheerleader works at
1: Fooders. Twin Peaks. No, they don't have. Oh, one of okay. Those,
3: no. Sorry. <laughs> I just learned. I'm just very excited about Twin Peaks. She works at a nondescript <sighs> restaurant. Restaurant. <laughs> exactly.
1: David Beckham awarded MLS franchise for
3: Miami.
0: Oh, there you go. Wow. Interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. <sighs> Here's another blind eye. Okay. Yay! Here's your blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. We have to think of a hit cable show and its biggest female star and a former A-list mostly movie actor. So three things that we have to consider in this blind item. The TV show, the cable TV show, its female star, and a former A-list mostly movie actor. Here's your blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net. This very hit cable show will soon be without its biggest female star who wants to quit the show because of the actions of this former A list mostly movie actor. She can't stand working with him any longer and would rather quit a hit show than have to work with him. Hmm.
0: Okay, I'm afraid that I am that um, cable TV shows are
1: not. It's not House of Cards, correct? Uh, no. no. it's
0: Because it's a cable show. Now, this so show are we a- thinking like an HBO Showtime type situation?
3: Okay. Now, to give you a hint about the show, I don't... It was a hit. It wasn't a huge hit. However, it was successful enough to get a second season, which I think is currently in production. Uh, okay. Oh,
1: no. No.
3: What were you thinking?
1: Nothing. No, that's not a cable show. Okay. Um I know, okay. see, I'm really do, do, bad cuz do, I don't
0: feel
3: like I'm do, watching do, anything. Do, do. Well, is it
1: what? Think about
3: actions of a former A-list mostly movie actor. Now this person is also featured in the show.
1: I mean, is it like a Me Too movement? Yeah. Mm. Is it a Kevin Spacey thing? Uh, oh, um
0: and is it somebody like we're a, like, it's not like a Louis C.K., obviously, because he's not working right now. Is it somebody who has been had have has had multiple things brought to them? OK,
1: we mean multiple things like
0: multiple people have come forward and have claimed oh. to be victimized by this particular person. And
1: John Travolta. <laughs>
3: Now, this person, I would say, since last fall, has been lying pretty low. There were accusations against this actor in the fall.
1: Ryan yeah. Phillippe? No. Oh.
4: Is it the guy?
3: Okay, wait, hold on. Hold on. You guys know who I know. he is. You know him. Everybody knows his name. Okay,
0: oh, okay, and maybe.
3: Everybody know what's his name? Ted Danson. <laughs> I'm just uh...
0: kidding. Oh my
1: God! What?
3: <laughs> Barry the Lead. Oh. No. Um... Everybody
1: knows his name.
3: He's, uh, known for, uh, <laughs> he's known. He's known for being an artiste.
0: Oh, James Franco. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. And
0: what is the show again? Okay. And the lady person.
1: Oh, gir- no, it's not girls. Uh, uh,
3: what show? But it's it? on HBO. I know. Okay. So this is going to drive me nuts because I don't. Bradley, I'm really surprised that you don't remember the name of this show
1: it must have something really offensive in the title
3: i mean that's did i
1: watch this show
3: no you didn't watch this show
0: but are you is he interested in the subject matter of the show Well, no
3: he's not interested
0: oh not no
1: um
3: he's not interested in the subject matter as much as just the name is funny if you look at it from a different angle
1: mm. i know this is gonna drive me nuts it's like oh i know what
0: I, I I just no, looked it. it up. Do you want me to say yeah. what it is? Yeah. The Deuce.
1: Oh yeah. The... Okay.
3: And it's Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> That is the oh. female actress. Okay, read the blind item. All right. Uh, the Deuce on HBO will soon be without Maggie Gyllenhaal, who wants to quit the show because of the actions of James Franco. Maggie can't stand working with James any longer and would just rather quit a hit show than have to work with him. I totally feel like I could have, if she would have come to me, which she would
0: never do because we don't know each other, but if she would have like called me up and been like, hey, Colleen, I just got a role in this show show with James Franco I'd be like run girl he's not going to be fun to work with because he's too art- artisty also gross and you don't want to be with that type of person you don't want to have your wagon hitched to that that's not no Maggie I could have told her that's all I'm saying <laughs>
1: I'm sure she's listening to your advice. I know.
0: That's what I'm saying. She She couldn't be be listening, but I would have told her. All right. When we come back, we've got some movie news. Uh, A couple new movies that are in various stages of production that we want to tell you about after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Two familiar things that you'll probably remember that are making a comeback in movie form on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. One of them is a podcast, right, Bradley?
1: Yeah, well, and it's a podcast a lot of you probably listen to. It's called S Town. Remember S Town? Yes. You listened to it, right? I Holly, did. Did you listen to it? I did. It was a seven part podcast from Serial in this American life. And it is an incredibly binge worthy story. It all starts with this guy from a tiny Southern town in Alabama. And, uh, he asks a reporter to investigate a local man who allegedly boasted that he'd gotten away with murder. And he had a real, you know, I don't actually, I can't remember his voice right now, but it's a very distinct voice. Yeah. Regardless. Um, it's apparently been optioned to become a film uh, This American Life's uh going to participate Participant Media is the outfit that acquired the rights to the S-Town podcast and negotiations are currently underway to get two people on board one of them is playwright Sam Hunter hmm. and director Tom McCarthy now Tom McCarthy oh, I didn't know until I read this is um, perhaps best known for directing and co-writing Spotlight mm-hmm. 2015's Oscar winning movie also up uh he co-wrote up
0: which remember? i love yeah. oh do i ever and yes and was
1: an executive producer for the uh netflix series 13 reasons why
0: you know i will say okay so just sort of rewinding back to when s town was the thing and by the way the s stands for a four letter word yep yeah. Um, because I think that was like the first thing I, I people wondered is like, what does S Town mean? What does S-Town That's mean? what it means. Um, and the story of how it came to be in the first place was very interesting. Uh, it was about this guy who was the main character. He was pestering this reporter over and over and over again. And finally the guy was like, I just got to meet this guy. And then what, what kind of came out of it was, was S Town and the story that you start listening to. Is not the story that you end up hearing. No. And that is, I think, what's so compelling about S Town is. You're wondering where we're going next on the journey and where we're going next is nowhere near where you thought you were yeah. going to go. I at mean, it beginning. takes a
1: very sharp turn and everybody was like, oh, my God, did you get to the thing yet? And people like, no, what thing? And you're like, I can't tell you, you got to listen to the thing. Mm-hmm. And it literally <clears throat> just to give you an indication of why, you know, this is like, oh, we, we listen to podcasts and they're very interesting. This uh, particular podcast was downloaded over 10 million times in just four days after its release. It also received a Peabody Award for uh, the radio and podcast category. And just last month, HBO and Sky announced that they're going to be doing a documentary series about... Oh, wow. Adnan Sayed.
0: Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to say S-Town. I was like, wow, it's really getting some play. No, but, so, yes. but I'm
1: saying the power of stories that you hear in non-traditional ways. So um, I'm I'm here for this because I've always thought this is... This, this just seems like it would make a great movie. A very a num- yeah. gothic, just weird but utterly gripping and fascinating.
0: Yeah, for a movie. number of reasons not not least of which is that the main character, who is a real person, is a character. Yeah. And so to have a character based on a character, I mean that's like Gold right there, but then the twists and turns in the story. Really, it's amazing. Um, but Bradley, to your point, you were talking about how movies and and TV are getting made off of these um, stories that have been told in non-traditional ways. Well, what about the stories that have been told in traditional ways, like books and previous movies? We learned today that Ewan McGregor uh, is going to be playing the role of an adult Danny Torrance in the movie Dr. Sleep. Now, Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. And so Ewan McGregor is taking on the role of the person who you know as the child from The Shining, Red, Red Rom. Rom. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, I was exactly. like, Holly, excuse you. No. Red, Red Rom. Rom, Red Rom. Rom.
0: Uh, in any case, I will tell you when I first saw, so, okay, this is how this trajectory worked for me. I see this headline, The Shining Sequel. And I went, uh oh. but it's not an oh, because this is all based on writings of Stephen King, who wrote The Shining. There yeah. is already existing a prequel and you're a not sequel. Just making it up. So it's not like somebody was like, you know what? I want to know whatever happened to Danny Torrance in The Shining. Let's imagine that. No, this will all be based on. And this all is happening with, with Stephen King's blessing. So I, I, you know, speaking of things you're here for, I'm here for that. That movie, The Shining is to me, one of the top five scariest movies of all time. And uh, and I just think, you know, hopefully, again, with Stephen King's eye toward it and his, his voice present in it, this one will be equally scary. Also, Ewan McGregor. I mean, thank you.
1: Sorry, I... <laughs> Got a little excited there.
0: No, actually, your microphone got the opposite of excited. Like, and the oh. timing of it was actually hilarious. Because um, I was talking about how much I love Ewan McGregor and Brian Bradley's microphone drooped. It,
1: exactly. It needed some uh radio Viagra. Yeah.
0: Anywho, anywho, uh so so that's something to look forward to. Um and this is I mean, this is not even like they haven't started filming yet. He's just signed on to do this. Ewan McGregor, that is. So it'll be a while before we see it. Um but I you know I
1: I am yeah you know, I'm very happy for all these people. I want nothing to do with this whatsoever.
0: Really? Did you not love the shining?
1: I don't like horror because that then I have so... to be scared. I don't right. why would I scare myself? In fact, just yesterday I finally found a solution to all of the world's problems. Apparently there is this thing. Where people read uh, like about horror movies on Wikipedia mm-hmm. instead of actually watching the movies. And I was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. Because, you know, there's this movie out right now. What's it called? Holly, I feel like you would know.
3: Hereditary?
1: Yes. Is that out?
3: How did you yes. get that?
1: Well, because it's it's a big deal. It's, it's, it's being talked about as like the best horror movie of the year, mm-hmm. right? Holly, am I making that up?
3: It's supposed to be very scary.
1: Yeah. And it's supposed to be super duper scary. And I will. I mean, the notion that I would buy a ticket to go see a scary movie in the theater. Absolutely not. Gosh, I love that. But uh, then there was an article and it was like why I always read the Wikipedia instead of seeing the movie or something. And anyway, people do reviews based on like they do reviews like of the Wikipedia and how, you know, correct it is about the movie uh, conveying what's going on in the movie and I'm like oh my god you can do that I'm going to totally do that because I'm not going to go watch that movie but I still want to know like what is everybody talking about
0: but then how are you not scared by just the premise of the movie
1: uh, reading about it and watching it is entirely two different oh, things. Oh, I find
0: them both to be frightening.
1: Red Rock. Okay, I, I, I feel you, like Colin. reading Wikipedia is not scary, but... Well, you know. it depends on what you're reading on Wikipedia.
0: When we come back, hey, we're flipping the bad mom script. We're going to do the Good Dads Club today. Colin on Bragan-